0: Welcome back to Troubleshooting Agile. Hi there, Jeffrey. Hi, Squirrel. So, Jeffrey, I think you have an article you read and are excited about, and the article has something to do with butterflies.
1: Yeah, that's right. It's butterfly ideas, and and actually, it's an an article you sent me, so (laughs) I'm just glad that you you sent it my way.
0: (laughs) Well, good for me. I know I didn't read it, so you better tell us about it.
1: Sure, um, the idea is one that appeals to me for a couple reasons, and the idea here, the idea of a, a butterfly idea, is one that's newly birthed and not quite ready for the rigors of intellectual combat. And the idea of a butterfly idea is, by labeling it such, you can make like a common language to say, "Hey." please don't stomp on this right away <laughs> you know let's let's let this grow and develop a bit more before we start attacking it and testing it and and i think that sounds fantastic for for many reasons and part of which is because i have the kind of friends where we love to to you know kind of get into that kind of intellectual combat that can be really stimulating but but not every idea is ready for that and and that just seems like such a useful idea for me personally but it also made me think of a lot of valuable applications uh, within the workplace. Uh, and therefore, it's thought of something that our, our listeners might like to hear and uh, think about how they might apply it as possibly a keyword they could use among their collaborators in the office. Um, and, and so that's, that's why I thought it was worth discussing. I, I, any immediate thoughts come to mind for you?
0: Oh, well, that kind of shared language is something I'm always trying to help set up with my clients. I've got a story I can tell later. But... Um... What you need really is a kind of story to pull it together. You need something that everyone can refer to and you can tell new people. So uh, they will say, oh, yeah, now I know what you mean when you talk about butterfly ideas. It's, it's a, a bit of jargon <laughs> that needs the backing of a story. So uh, what's the story here?
1: Well, well, I think the the story is like an analogy, which is you can imagine uh, like a, a newly hatched butterfly, and you can imagine showing that to your friend and saying, "Hey, look at this beautiful butterfly that you know that can fly," and and the your friend <laughs> instead of appreciating what you're trying to show them, just grabs the butterfly, crushes it, <laughs> and then points to it and says, "What do you mean? Butterflies don't fly. Look, it doesn't fly. It could never fly. Look how bad its wings are." You're like ah, (laughs) that's this is a very visceral (laughs) kind of reaction for me. It's sort of the sadness of what just happened, and I think that's what can happen. I think that's why it resonated with me. Is sometimes you can have these ideas that you're very excited about. They show someone you just you just emotionally feel there's promise here, and and then and then they get crushed, and you're just like, well, (laughs) that could have gone somewhere.
0: And and I can think of an of a of a, of a, a a more inventive more. Innovation-related uh, example, less evocative than, less emotional than the the butterfly. But the one that strikes me immediately is if you've ever seen pictures of the Wright brothers' first airplane, uh, you can oh. imagine picking it up <laughs> and crushing it. Right? <laughs> it, it it was not terribly uh, robust in the face of um, you know a stiff wind, and uh, and and it often crashed. So if if you got on the the Wright brothers' plane and said uh, you know hey wait a minute uh, you know I don't have a movie to watch here. Uh, that would be kind of <laughs> crushing it. Saying, or, you know, this is going to survive uh, a flight over the Atlantic. Well, of course not. It wasn't ready. And in the same way, a newly birthed butterfly is is not ready for um, the, the the vicious predator to come along and attack it. But that doesn't mean that it hasn't got something valuable in it. And I imagine this happens to product people often when they have new product ideas or um, feedback from a customer that isn't quite digested. Happens to salespeople, I imagine, as well, when they come back from a customer and say, hey, the customer would love to have this. And somebody says, yeah, we don't support that. That's a way of crushing the butterfly (laughs) as soon as you've heard something important about your technology, about your software. And I imagine our listeners are all thinking to themselves of stories like that that they've encountered.
1: Yeah. And it could be self-referential that since we recently I spoke with Gene Kim and he was talking about wiring the winning organization. And one of his ideas in there, one of the principles was amplification. And I really like the idea to me, this really resonated, this idea of amplifying weak signals and that sometimes these butterfly ideas are of that nature. They're There's something that you actually can't quite put into words but you you kind of think that there's a i have a feeling about something and this seems worth investigating this this seems worth spending time on right i have i have vague concerns about this area of the architecture or or what happened during this incident that's worth exploring and and maybe you can't quite defend it yet but there's something valuable there to explore and that th- that's one of the things that, that came to mind for me and not not just that but also the idea and i'm in the position of Wanting to bring the ideas from from the book, uh, Wiring the Winner Organization, to people, and I've often had the case sometimes when I want to introduce ideas, there's some immediate resistance, and this idea of, hey, can we can we have some space to explore this first before we make a no go no go decision, and I think partially it's that rushing to judgment. People want to, if you have a proposal, people immediately want to say. Yes or no, and you know it either it appeals to them or they're like, no, nah, it's just not worth it. And it's to me this this language of butterfly ideas is like hey, maybe maybe we can be gentle with it and explore it a bit, see how it develops before we make that decision. And that just seemed super valuable.
0: And if we want to use uh, ideas from somebody else, uh, Kahneman, then the book Thinking Fast and Slow, which we refer to very often. Uh, has all kinds of neuroscience about exactly that rushing to judgment that um, is so natural for humans, because it, it served us very well in the wild when we might get eaten by a lion. Not quite so adaptive in a a knowledge-based organization and what you want to do is get what he calls system two working it takes more calories it takes more work it's more effort uh you know if you're trying to lose weight in the new year you might consider um getting getting on a diet consisting of not being coherent not using your initial reaction to things and pointing out butterfly ideas and not crushing them right away might force you, might help you to get into that more reflective, um, uh, harder, uh, more calorie using, but much more uh, valuable for a new idea way of thinking.
1: You know, and it, as we, uh, you kind of reminded me, we've talked about a couple different ideas in the past on the podcast that I think have some similarity to this and this idea of using a keyword to uh, with a, with a shared definition to, to shape how people are going to approach something. And the, the two examples that came to mind is you reminded me of, um, six thinking hats, uh, as a somewhat similar, uh, approach, uh, where it, this is parallel brainstorming. So you, you, you get people working in the same direction rather than, than, Coming with ideas back and forth at each other, uh, um, you know, reacting, saying, "Oh, what about this idea?" No, that's bad for this reason. <laughs> that the dynamics there uh, seemed kind of similar.
0: Indeed, and and there's part of the six thinking hats exercise. Where you you do crush the butterfly? Where you're trying to think? I think it's the black hat that you wear. Yeah, and you're you're trying to come up with the negative ideas. But part of the point of the exercise is to make sure you use all the different ways of engaging with an idea. And one of them is um, exactly this: don't don't crush it right away.
1: Yeah, exactly. You get the you get the hat where you explore the idea first, and then later you can all go try to crush it together. But that is you've made it you know, um, uh, something that you're ready to really um, discuss and interrogate first. And that's actually um, for Elizabeth, the author of the, the um, Butterfly Ideas blog post. Uh, of course link in the show notes um, she was saying that some of her best ideas you know they started at this uh, uh, early state and then later they were ready to then you know go into and, and be improved by testing from people but it just it's a question of being ready for that for that place um, the other example that really kind of reminded me about having these kind of keywords and this is something we talked about a long time ago on the podcast so long time listeners might remember the Brene Brown phrase, the story I'm telling myself. And of uh, I've always liked that as a way of saying, you know, Hey, I have this story. It's, it's a story. And I acknowledge that it may not be correct, but it, that framing allows me to, to share it in a way that's different from saying like, um, you know, here's ex- what I think is happening. Here's, you know, here's, here's what you've done wrong, or here, here, here's, here's the way the world is. You can say, no, this is a story I've put together, and that kind of al- allows people to handle it more gently. And, I, and I, think I felt a lot of resonance with that concept with this butterfly ideas one.
0: Yep. And someone could still come along with the, the story I'm telling myself and say, well, your story's all wrong. So you, you're not, yeah. uh, and <laughs> someone could still crush the butterfly, even if you say it's a butterfly idea. You're, you're not guaranteeing that that won't happen. But you're certainly increasing the odds if you create this shared story, if you create this shared language that allows you to, in you know, a sort of shorthand, say quickly, hey, wait, this, this might be a good way of approaching this. It, it, it reminds me of um, uh, how I helped some of my clients figure out um, this situation, this problem. Uh, it's not exactly this challenge, but the challenge for them was that they would get into an intellectual debate, a vigorous discussion on Slack. And so they'd be exchanging these um, low-bandwidth textual messages, and they found that 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 did not lend itself to um, reasoned debate and um, generating new ideas. It um, tended to get more shouty, and they would get more um, angry with each other because they, they didn't have the bandwidth in which to accept somebody else's idea um, probe it and and work on it with the other person uh so what they would do is um and i can't remember what emoji they used i think it might have been a telephone but it might also have been a bomb i don't remember which <laughs> but it was a it was an emoji they would use in slack which would say hey wait we should get on the phone we should uh this was in the middle of lockdown so they they couldn't go meet in a uh, in a pub or something but they they wanted to get higher bandwidth and and so they jump on a a video call probably in slack and um uh, thrash out whatever the topic was, but that really helped them not to have these unproductive, slack debates, but to have more interactive, productive conversations. And that's the sort of thing our listeners might want to do. If you're finding that this happens to you a lot, you have to set it up ahead of time. But you might identify an emoji, the emoji of a butterfly, an emoji of something else, something that you can use in language or in um, uh, in text or somewhere else that lets you. Um, uh, signal back, signal, refer back to this story, uh, this uh, example and this idea and say, hang hang on, uh, we need higher bandwidth here. We need more genuine questions. Uh, we we need to look at this um, uh, in a different way. Could we do that?
1: Yeah. Clearly this idea of, of having symbols or uh, indicators that would modify the protocol of how you expect people to behave, This is something I think is a very general pattern that people can apply in different scenarios. And I'm sure that many of our listeners have probably done that. And I would actually love to hear from some of our listeners. Have you done this? Have you put together some sort of... um, uh, Signal in your language or writing or in your chat messages that tell people, hey, you know, here's how you should interpret this, or hey, let's change the way we're operating, let's change this conversation in some way. Have you had, you know, uh, butterflies or telephone emojis or (laughs) whatever it might be to tell people how to how to behave in the conversation? I'd love to hear those examples, um, you know. So that would be, I think, a fantastic uh, that thing to hear and and share uh, among the different people in in our audience.
0: That would be indeed fantastic. So uh, if you'd like to get in touch with us with um, examples of your own code words, secret language, uh, however you'd like to put it, uh, we'd uh, really like to hear from you. And the best way to do that is to go on over to agileconversations.com. Uh, There you'll find um, uh, free videos and um, blog posts by us and lots of other stuff, um, free, all of it. And, uh, of course, also our email and um, X or whatever it's called this week. Uh, Find us on any of those, uh, starting with agileconversations.com, and and share your ideas, including if you disagree. If you think this is not a good way of approaching it or you you think butterflies should be crushed, that would also be very interesting. (laughs) We always like to hear people's opposing views. Uh, of course, the other way to keep in touch is uh, come back again next Wednesday when we'll have another edition of Troubleshooting Agile. Thanks, Jeffrey. Thanks, crawl.